Rebecca, start the show! Ah, this is Pitch About It, the podcast where we pitch new and old, good or bad stories. We don't care. Just pitch them. Pitchy boys. Just pitch them. Obviously, Becca Covey doesn't introduce herself, I'm even though she's Rebecca Covey. Host, and Becky Covey. Oh my gosh, Becky. Anyway. I am your host, Dylan Cork, and with me in studio, as always, is Audio Jake. Hello. Audio Jake. Audio Jake, what is the movie of the week? Uh, this week, we have Idle Hands. Ooh. It came Ooh. out in 1999. It Same is year I was born. comedy fantasy horror about, <laughs> about um, a 17-year-old slacker, Anton Tobias, wakes up one Halloween morning to discover... That both of his parents have been turned into two headless Halloween decorations. <laughs> After speaking to his equally irresponsible friends Mick and Pnub, <laughs> he, <Nope>. dis- <laughs> he discovers he discovers that his right nope. hand, his right hand, yes, has a bloodthirsty mind of its own and is hell bent on wreaking havoc whether he likes it or not. What was this called? Uh, idle hands. The reason <laughs> I chose said film. Is because there is a scene in which one of Audio Jake's, you know, biggest inspirations, The Offspring, yes. are in this film. Oh, are they? Oh. And they are performing the Ramones song, I Want to Be Sedated. That's And uh, Dexter Holland's head gets blown up during mm. the performance of the show. Beautiful. And uh, so there you go. We got to Cameo by The Offspring. And uh, there you go. I love it. Thanks, Jake. Idle Very Hands, cool. 1999, directed by Rod. We, we should do a movie commentary on that on. film. Oh my gosh, Becky, look at our guest. We have a beautiful guest. Re returning. Straight Buh. Straight Buh, also known as Eddie Gables Colvin. Ew. <laughs> don't, don't throw the last name in there. <laughs> he doesn't, he like doesn't enjoy the it's, last name. It's too potato. So, what was your writer's name? As an Irishman? As an Irishman, too it's too potato. It's gross. <laughs> Gabe yes. was in an episode last semester. I was. Last season. It's probably one of the worst episodes. It was one of our shortest episodes. Sadly, it got cut short. No, Did thankfully, it? it got cut short. What happened? <laughs> I mean, we got kicked out of the library. Oh. Basically. Like, so literally, like, there's a person, like, looking in the window the entire time oh, where we're, like, God. in the last 10 minutes. And I was like, I, like, just started my pitch. And I'm like, you know what? Where's Let Van me just Reen? rush to the pitch. What was I doing? Where's Van Reenen? Oh, Van Reenen died. Oh my God! No, guy in the chair. Yeah, his chair has been been replaced by Audio Jake, though. So I I see it as a win-win. I you call it replaced. I call it reincarnated. Oh, yo, reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Very an interesting subject. Very cool. Does that mean Jake just gets Van Reenen's baby uh, when he has one? Yeah, Josh reincarnated into me. A small woman. We were on the same podcast together. Okay. I got you. That's how reincarnation It was afterward. It was, it was, yeah, after, before the reincarnation. G- I'm going to big nerd. Have you guys ever heard of a character called Firestorm? Yes. Yeah. You've talked about it. It's a character who is like two guys who like they, they do a little bro handshake and they become one superhero yep, together. Yep. That's what Becca and Josh are. <laughs> yeah. Firestorm. <laughs> do you want to know a story about Josh? Laskowski? Yes. His name's okay. Josh. So I was picking up Dylan from Docs to go to the premiere night that we had. And I Docs pull is a up, diner on we're campus. late. Mm-hmm. So I'm like honking at Dylan, getting him to like get in the car faster. Mm-hmm. Josh Laskowski was walking back to, towards his dorm, or so I thought. He opens my back door and gets in the back seat of my car. <laughs> and I say, Josh Laskowski. I'm about to go <laughs> to this film premiere. If you don't want to get stuck in my car going to this film premiere, get out of the car right now. Uh-huh. And he clicks his seatbelt in. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we're going. At this point, Dylan's in the car. And we drive out of campus to the at very edge of campus where, like, the, the hotel is. You uh-huh. know where that is? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> right past the, the East Storms that I live on. And I... I'm like slowing to a stop at a stoplight and he just gets out of the car as I'm slowing down. Like he, as I'm driving, he rolls out of the car and just starts walking into the woods. What a mad lad. And Dylan and I lose our minds. Like, well, here's, his blood. here's the best thing about this story is that Becca spent the entire premiere believing this was a random act of God. I did. When in fact, 
Josh and I were both at Docs together beforehand, and we were pre-planning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which made the best moment of so all time. Sense. Did you was... just find this out? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm not surprised. It was pretty funny. I'm not surprised. So I just went with it. Yeah. I could have I called yeah. this. Like... Yeah. It was a good day. <laughs> but Dylan was saying that it would have been a lot funnier if I'd never met Josh before. Oh, yeah. And he just, like, got in my car Should've without ever another knowing another quad mate. I didn't have anyone else there. <laughs> well, now you know what to do next time. I could have gone Anders, but she knows Anders, and he was there, too. Yeah. Anyway. It would have been funny with Van Reenen, just because I barely know him. I've met him, like, once. You've been, how's it going, eh? Anyway. Eh. Canada. Eh. Am I right? We should get Libby on the podcast. Yikes. Oh, no. It would be great. What are you talking about? Libby, if you're listening, we, we don't. We love we Libby. Hey, if you're a Libby, it's we okay. We, we love Libby's. <laughs> we love you, Libby. All right. Becca, how was your week? How was my week? I did wardrobe training this week, and it was very interesting. Yeah? We learned how to make dirt on, like, make things look decayed and dirty and mm-hmm. old and vintage. So, like, really yourself, cool. yeah. Like I'm going to do that my own clothes. Yeah. Honestly. And she, like, <laughs> gave us tips on how to dye things. Like, it just, like, putting, like, you know, a little bit of the dye and, and like, dyeing clothes and stuff. And I'm like, wow. Yo, this is incredible. That's sick. That she, that's what she did. Um, the lady who taught us, she was on the Walking Dead World Beyond show, mm-hmm. which was filming in Richmond this past year, summer. So not far from us, right? Really now. not far mm-hmm. from us. And she's a part of the local um, union of like Virginia mm-hmm. costume designers, I guess. Yeah. So she did that and she got, she actually got Tori the position. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And, um, but yeah, uh, she was like, half of her job was helping the D. De- There's a guy who, his job was strictly de-aging uh, or de- aging and dying. That, so he, that was his like, his, that was his the time. one thing he did. Aging and dying, which we made so many jokes about. <laughs> aging and dying artists. Because we were like, ah, I do that every day. You know? So, <laughs> but but that was his like specific job and she helped him out with that and like aging clothes and dying them. So. Yeah. It was absolutely really enlightening as a person who knew nothing about wardrobe and costume. Oh, it was yeah. great. She so also worked on Harriet, which is an award Oscar-nominated film. Harriet so. as in the, the, movie. the Harriet yes. Tubman musical yeah. thing? Yes. Yeah. Musical. Was it a musical? I don't think it's a musical. No, it was just nominated for Best Original Song. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it had like a song featured in it. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. No, they made a musical about Harriet Tubman. I, I would watch it. No, <laughs> I, mean, like, I was. I wanted to watch it be cool. because I thought it was a musical. Now I don't care. Yeah, it's just a regular. It's just a regular drama. Oh, wow. I just like musicals. Okay, can we talk about not, the, not civil the Green Knight trailer? <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. I love the Green Knight trailer. I I Have am you seen so it? excited. Dylan? New news. The Green Knight trailer. Hey, hold on, Gabe. Jake, we gotta. Wait, 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 I'm wait, sorry. Wait, wait. Jake has to do sorry, a we thing. Preemptively new news. New news. Highlight of my week. And the French Dispatch trailer. Oh, yes. Okay, so new news. New news. French Dispatch trailer. Say, Jake, what has not been said before? Hey. New news. Um, And this week in news, um, we had news. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful, Jake. That was beautiful. I assume somebody... A philosopher. Ahead of his time. I assume... I, I, somebody died this week. Did yes, someone die? Yes, they did. Yes. Someone was born? Maybe? That too? Maybe. Yeah. And, but no one um, cares about that person. I bet someone got promoted and someone got fired this week too. We know. Yeah. That. And that is Audio yeah, Jake's Jake. It week was, um, in news. It, that's actually You're Becca. Welcome. Becca got promoted and fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she got fired from the podcast but promoted to listener. Mm. 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 Becca, how do you feel? I feel better. I feel freer. I feel enlightened. Um, I feel like I was just being chained down by this podcast. You know, being a host was just, it was just so hard. <laughs> okay. We'll never hear from okay. Becca ever again. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah. so new news. The, French the Dispatch Green Knight trailer. trailer. Will, we're starting with the Green Knight. Oh, we're starting with the French Dispatch? Doesn't matter. I like Either both. One. What do you think? Yay. I love both. Look at uh, that. I okay, see, I am more excited for um the Green Knight trailer just be just because it seems more original mm. and something that's going to be different. Something different and like I haven't seen before. And it seems very I love like mythological things. Yeah. Like not mythological in you know the hardest sense of the term. I mean in the like the most broad yeah. and existential <laughs> sense of yes. the term, cosmic sense of the term. Myth. 
Yeah, yeah. Stuff that, like, you just watch and it feels so, like, mm. important to your humanity. Yeah. And, like, you know, storytelling in general. So that's why I'm really excited for that. Nerd. Yeah. But <laughs> I know I'll probably enjoy French Dispatch 20 times more because it's the same old Wes Anderson I mean, thing. We'd love to see it. Yeah. And something I noticed in the trailer is he seems to combine a lot of his things that were called trademarks in the uh, his first films. Right. Like Rushmore and mm-hmm. uh, Life Aquatic and, and all those um, he had this particular Which I style. Seen. I feel horrible for not seeing. I, I mean, you should totally go watch them. Yeah, totally. Um, but they were distinct in their own way, and mm. they were they were special um, and very Wes Anderson. But then he did uh, his first claymation, which was Fantastic Mr. Fox, mm. and like his style completely. Mm. It didn't one eighty. It just took a ninety degree turn that was added onto it. Yeah. Um, and it you know that's where we get all this flat, beautiful. Uh, space. space that yeah. you know we know and love and makes his stuff feel like you know a children's storybook yeah and i love that in and the I best can't. way yeah but the trailer seems like he's combining those styles um which i kind of missed the old anderson a little yeah. bit but i even though i love the new with all my heart you yeah know, i want to i want to see his magnum opus of you know everything he's ever done yeah. and hopefully something new come out of it so i'm i'm super excited for both yeah, it seems like a type of magnum opus. Like, it seems like something that he's been wanting to make and, like, waited till he got to this point in his career to make. Where you can yeah. make whatever, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, the whole thing of it being the French Dispatch is he originally worked for a newspaper, hmm. and then he went on to work for uh, Prada in France, making commercials and stuff for them. Oh, that's I where he got that. his... He Yeah, he that's where he's... Is it Prada? I might be getting the details wrong, but... Um, Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> He, he worked no, making yeah. commercials in France, and so he, like, had a, a deep love of, like, mm-hmm. the French New Wave style and Ooh, stuff, and that's yeah, where yeah, yeah. kind of, like, his inspiration came from. Yeah. So it seems like he's going back to his roots, you know, accumulating yeah. everything beautiful about everything he's ever done, oh, and, you know. That's just, I I love that. Yeah. As a concept. Yeah. And, and it, like, the French New Wave movement is super interesting, and I really want to watch, like, more Godard and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because if you watch Godard, some of his movies do have, like, like, you can tell that Wes Anderson was inspired by him, like, very heavily. Yeah, because they were so, like, quirky. Like, they were unabashedly not real. But yeah. they were they were experiences, you know? And yeah. they were subjective. And Like, were... you were brought into that world so fast. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, you yeah. just believe everything that's happening. Right. You were, I mean, you were first there to be entertained and given a new experience. And, and I think that's what Wes Anderson does best while also conforming to, you know, normal storytelling conventions so that it's accessible. But the thing about movies is you can just do whatever the crap you want and it makes it so much better because it's a, it's a movie. So you're already going into it being like, this is like pretty fictional and people that like stretch that and like just ride the boundaries of that. I love Mm -hmm. because they just like, they're innovators. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's so great. We love, we love that. We love to see it. We do. <laughs> Moving from this trailer, The Green Knight. The Ooh. Green Knight. What's the story? I don't know anything about this. We don't either. No, uh, it's probably do you know of Sir Arthur Go- not not Arthur Gawain, Sir Gawain, The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Gawain. Yeah. Gawain. 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 Did you guys ever watch... Um, <laughs> it's the story of Gawain. <laughs> the Green Knight. It's not I'm the Dark Knight. I'm going to look up a synopsis. Um... But did you guys The Green Eye is a character from the 14th century Arthurian poem, (laughs) Sir Gawain, the Green Knight, Mm -hmm. and the related medieval work. The Green Knight, his true name is revealed, and blah, 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 and there's more information about some sort of... So it's, like, based off of that myth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Audio Jake, fun fact for the day. I had to read that book in high school. Did you? The only thing I remember from the said book is he chops off a troll's testicles. I hope it makes the final cut. I do too. And that is your audio Jake fact number one. For but I, Thank I, you, audio Jake. I hope that the trolls are like the trolls in Josh Gouch's. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's, in the, it's in the trailer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I think, I think the interesting thing about Gawain. Gawain, yes. Was that he was supposed to be like different from Lancelot and Arthur almost in that he never. He was kind of on his own path, and he wasn't as, like, morally shady as they were. Mm-hmm. Lancelot yeah. was he always was... doing shady stuff, and he was, like, a hoe, so. Yeah, Lancelot Wayne was, was like Wayne a was hoe. pure. Yeah, Lancelot was the one that who was always jealous of Arthur and his women and, you yeah. know, all that stuff, and kind of was a dick. Um, and then, <laughs> I, as far as I understand, Gawain was the guy who kind of 
went off and did his own thing mm. and like actually did the cool stuff. Yeah. While Arthur just got all the credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys watch Merlin? That's what I was trying to say earlier. No. The like no. BBC series. No. It has I, I a saw... lot of good stuff in it. But and also you, probably a lot of really cheesy Oh, yeah. Stuff it's totally cheesy, I, like, Doctor Who kind of vibe. Yeah. But it's actually really good. I'll, I'll take your word lie. for it. because I mean, I watched it in high school, but... I've gone back and watched some of those things that I would not watch as a child because I was like, this is too cheesy, cheesy. and I feel dumb. But, like, actually going back, they're, like, they're kind of charming. And you they have would like... Special things it's very charming. Very mm-hmm. charming. Um, the characters are really good. I think that was my favorite part. The way they did Merlin as like this young boy and mm-hmm. kind of made him and Arthur like bros. So <laughs> that's awesome. We love a bromance. It's basically the whole thing is basically a bromance. Mm-hmm. So. so Becca, I know you're excited about the green Knight. Obviously. Okay. What are you most excited about it for just from the trailer that you saw? The world that uh-huh. they've created. The world. And like. <laughs> the world. Like the cinematography. Tommy Wiseau. The world. My, my favorite thing is the world. The world. That, that, that I, tr- I see in the trailer. <laughs> Mark, you, this is such a good trailer. Mark. It shows you the world. <laughs> you did not see it. You did not, I did not see it. It's not true. I did, I, I did not. Oh my God. You guys are right though. Great um, I. <laughs> freaking love like original content and even though this is based off of myth obviously it's still pretty dang original it seems like it's gonna be cool and like edgy yeah but also kind of wholesome in a way like i love the classic hero's journey oh yes it seemed okay. like that thank you okay you it hit- seemed like a subversion of that with like it's a little bit more existential my favorite so. thing about it that i think when i really think about it was the line that sets the tone where he's like uh i forget the guy's name <laughs> what are you doing it's just straight up vibing over there <laughs> i just see audio jake in the audio corner jake. vibing out <laughs> The the thing that I'm most excited about um, when I really think about it is something that's in the trailer is the, the, I guess it's Arthur and um, he says, what what does he say? He's like, do you have a story to tell? And he's basically like, I forget the exact lines, but he's like, he's like, no, I haven't done anything. And then the the queen looks at him and is like, yet. And then it shows his journey. Something that I thought was interesting was there's something very empowering about you know the hero's journey you know it's yes it's entertaining but i think that was kind of the original point of you know the hero's journey in mythology it was to inspire you know people to take charge and go out you know into the unknown and you know bring order to chaos etc etc um and this seems like something that is just you know when Sometimes when you have art housey films, you know, they try to get to like the heart of the yeah. issue in every frame and they really just try to sink that into your skin mm. without you having to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm ready to just, you know, I want to watch this film and then come out of it wanting to like, you know, this slay does a seem dragon. slay a dragon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This does seem very much like your type of film. Oh like it seems like from what I'm reading about, because I haven't seen the trailer, it looks like they made this movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh and God. Dev Patel is like my actual man crush. He's amazing. Oh my word, he's so hot. hot. Not Adam Driver. Hot. hot. <laughs> Dev Adam. Patel. Okay. Have um, you have you seen Dev Patel? <laughs> have you, <laughs> have you have seen, seen him? Dev Adam I'm looking at him right now. He's like if Dev Patel was put into a white making machine. Yes. And then like something went wrong in the machine. <laughs> I mean, he's still beautiful because he's the product of Dev Patel. But there was a he's tweet I saw that was like. Adam Driver looks like they tried to remake Hosier but then messed up. <laughs> I knew you liked that. Oh, that's beautiful. Jeez. Jeez Louise. So in actual... Jeez Louise, man. There's always something in this town. There's always something. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know you know what else is something? What? What's something? This, this hey, new news. Huh? We got new more news. new news. You got new news? More, more new news. news. Oh, my goodness. More new news. <laughs> more new news. What's Jake going to say? No news. No news. Coming to you straight out of Brooklyn. Okay, now I changed. <laughs> I changed accents completely. What's new okay? So today? the new news. So you guys know the movie uh, Parasite. You know the Oscar-winning one. You know the yeah, one we yeah, just talked yeah, about, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, one yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, I saw yeah. that in theaters. Saw you saw it in the theaters. I saw that in the theaters. Yeah, it was wow. a limited time offering, bro. 
Bruh, 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 bruh. What part of Brooklyn are you from? Are you from Cincinnati? Are you from the? Are you from the Bronx, bruh? Anyway, you're not pronounced. Okay, so so look, look. This is good or bad news. It depends on your opinions. Oh, I think I know this. It was rigged, wasn't it? The Oscars were rigged. The election of the Oscars was rigged. It was rigged. It was rigged. Knew it. You know the movie Parasite. Well, here's the thing about Parasite. Yeah. They're continuing it. <gasps> no. The They're making an HBO series. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Grace. Look at how this they... This is an outrage. Look at how they massacred my boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do you give this decision a Tarantine yes or a Tarantine no? Tarantine no. Tarantine absolutely Never not. make a television series based off of an already Oscar-winning movie. It will be disappointing in any scenario. I mean, Parasite was so good because it was so, like, original also, and its own thing. An American re- It's Korean as a movie. Make a Korean TV show. I don't know. Okay, like, here's the thing. Here's the details. <laughs> Bong and HBO executives are currently in talks, and it, was pro- it might still be set in Korea. Like, what are you going to do good. with that show? Like, what? How are you going to make that a show? You're going to put more parasites. You're just going to keep on adding more parasites. They bring their cousins in and yeah. their, their yeah, second yeah, 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 cousins. Yeah. Exactly. It's just going to keep going, going, going. And they're like, oh, the random stranger you're going to come along with me? Like, they're going to even get the people who own the house to be the parasites <laughs> with them. It's going to be so many layers. <laughs> the people who own the house are the parasites of the parasites. Parasiteception. Exactly. Parasiteception. Anyway, I give this a go. This is awful. (laughs) In other news, two weekends ago, although by the time you're hearing this two weekends ago, by the time we're recording this, it was just yesterday. Sonic the Hedgehog came out. My favorite. Bing bong. Sonic the Hedgehog is a movie that came out. A movie. And this article from Collider, (laughs) Sources, says, and I quote, Sonic the Hedgehog zooms by Birds of Prey with a 21 million That's Friday hilarious. box o- office win. That's is, hilarious. I love how I love how the execs probably for uh, for Birds of Prey they were like it's what? Sonic the Hedgehog. It already has all this bad press. Nobody's no, gonna go see it. No, that's gonna make it even more. Yeah, I know. It, bad <laughs> press is press. I think everyone in the industry just learned a lesson. I think <laughs> make a Sonic movie. Make they another never, one. They never learn. No, they never learn the right lessons. They, learn. they learn a lesson, but not the right one. Yeah. For example, when Deadpool came out, that was like the first big R-rated superhero mm-hmm. movie. And then everyone went, oh, all the money is in making R-rated superhero movies. No. And they threw all the money into that. I'm like, that, that's not the lesson you were supposed to learn. It was so supposed to learn, brain. follow what the so fans wanted to make, which was a Deadpool film. And, and they supported it. And Deadpool is R-rated. Yeah. It just happened to be R-rated. Deadpool. Yeah. Right. Like, it's what the story had nothing to do with the R-rating. Follow the story, not the... To the fruity taste that shows, exactly. Birds of Prey, it happened. Didn't make much money. Oh, well. Sonic did better. Big sad. Okay, but here's the question, though. Are, like, people... Like, what are people's opinions about Birds of Prey on its own? I don't know what everyone else's opinions are. I've seen Rotten Tomatoes for it. What's the reviews? It's really good. I don't believe in Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. It probably is pretty good. I've seen both. I enjoyed Sonic more. Wow. But he also... Birds of Prey... I'm close to both franchises. I grew up yeah. playing the Sonic games. I think a lot of people who like DC comics and are really into them will not like Birds of Prey. They don't like Birds of Prey. I mean, you... But, like, the average yeah. audience member enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. It's a very... It, I compared it to... Hot take from Dylan Cork Review. The... Um, I compared it to if it was Deadpool written by middle school girls during a sleepover. That sounds fun. So, it's like... <laughs> It's like the same kind of comedy, but it feels forced every single time. Yeah. And so you don't get the laugh because you what can is feel I would say that's though. just Deadpool written badly. But that's basically what it is. Yeah. That's what, that's I, what I, I'm saying. As a middle school girl at a sleepover, I actually wrote pretty good movies, but okay. <laughs> that's what you thought. <laughs> anyway. That's what your, your sisters told you. <laughs> I didn't tell my sisters any of the movies I wrote. That's why you don't know they're bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's a lot being said right now. But I, I didn't mean to start. I'm not going to pitch my feature because I think it's too good to pitch on this podcast. And I made wow. that. Up, I made that up in middle school. So. Names, yeah, but you've altered that since then. I have. Yeah. 
haven't actually. No, actually, I've heard her feature script. It's pretty dark. It's a pretty good idea. Thank you. Too bad I came up with the same idea when I was. Too kid. bad we're the same person, Dylan. We literally came up with the same film. <laughs> not yeah. any of our faults. <laughs> oh, I think I think she mentioned this. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But yours is based on a comic, so. Which means yours Mine's is not based on a comic, but is still the same costume. Mine's, it's not my fault that I was just original as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, let's move on. <laughs> Becca. He is a very delicate. Okay. Delicate. And uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Oh. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought it just did a beautiful job of yeah. capturing that and it, it like reminded me of when I was a kid and I was, you know, thinking about all these same things. You were thinking about that I'm still Hitler thinking about now. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hitler was talking in my ear. And <laughs> yeah. He's like, do it. I'm like, do it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I think the only my only issue I had with the film was like sometimes the comedy was really good. And yeah, there was for what it was. There were spots where it didn't hit though. There were spots where it didn't hit, and the and but the, the only things that really did hit me were the times like it was the comedy that I don't like in a movie. I just like in general. Right. Yeah. Um. And it was like a lot of it felt very um meta, you know. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there was no reason for that film to be meta at all. Right. Um, like, yeah, there's a, you know, a character who we know is imaginary, but I don't think it should ever, you know, the comedy should never make you think, like, did they just break a fourth wall or something? Or Yeah. You know, I... For me, it was such a... See, I like movies that do that, though. Yeah, I kind of like movies like that. And I only laughed one time in that entire movie. See, I... I and, like, I know it's like not, that. like... The, I've been told it's, like, oh, it's not one of those things where you're going to laugh out loud. It's just generally funny. And I'm, like, yeah, but I should be laughing. Like, for me, comedy is such a thing where, like, I should at least have the soft exhale of when you see a really funny meme and you don't want to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. So like, then, what are some of your favorite comedy movies, if that's not your style of comedy? Um, that's a good That's a great question. I don't like a lot of comedy movies. That um, might be why you didn't like this fair. movie. This is part of why I didn't like it. I like Thor Ragnarok. I wouldn't consider it one of my favorites of all time, but I do like the comedy in that, and that's still Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel forced to me. I think when I, I, think when I get a sense that it's forced is when I like kind of disassociate from it. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know I like Scott Pilgrim. I don't put that in the comedy genre, but a lot of the jokes in that really land for me. Um, Cause a lot of visual gags. Right. I like the visual gags. Visuals good. Visual um, gags are good. I'm trying to think of other comedies I like. So like, I like Zoolander, but that's like, because it's really <laughs> bad. <laughs> like, so then what do you think about movies like, like the hangover? Or something like that. The that are just like, are like supposed to be comedy movies, but, but they're not. They just they just they're just really like jack wagon people doing right. stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy those, but I don't consider them comedies. I don't think I've ever enjoyed any. Of yeah, I don't. Movies. I don't like those. I enjoy them because they're so ridiculous. Can, can I say something about Taika Waititi's comedy? Though? Yeah, that yeah. I think it's important to point point out because when I went in, I wasn't like, okay, this is a comedy that I'm gonna watch. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. expect. Only comedy and to laugh and stuff. Yeah. Um, and nothing less. Um, Taika Waititi isn't... The thing that I love about Taika Waititi is I never... He never set... He never really set that expectation up for him. Right. Yeah. At all. Some, I mean, maybe with What We Do in the Shadows, that was probably his yeah, most yeah. like hard comedy kind of thing. And that was brilliant. I loved that. I thought it yeah. was so funny. I've never seen it, but I, um, I heard it's, great it's, things. It's hilarious. Um, something that Taika Waititi does is like... He's like a master of... Uh, like happy, sad, like yeah, yeah. It's he like, is. He really is. It's like Very it's something that's range. like so sad, but it's played off in this way that still makes you like exhale out yeah. of your nose yeah. or just go like, oh no, yeah. You know, yeah, that's kind of how it was with Thor, which is part why I liked Ragnarok. Was yeah. it, it that one really showed that? Yeah, I it's think something. There were parts in Jojo Rabbit. I was Jojo, like, that was super dark parts where normal people wouldn't try to make a joke because and they do it anyway. And he did it and. I felt like it worked. Yeah. I felt yeah. like it yeah. worked. And, and like, maybe it's awesome. just, like, I think it might be just me because a lot of people really enjoyed the film. Yeah. I just wasn't vibing with it. Yeah. And, like, there were a couple jokes that made me, like, smirk. I got a couple ones where I was like, <laughs> It's nice. cute, though. Like, like the, I just, I think it's, I think a movie like that to do, to be so well-received is super important. Yeah, for, it is unique for, in that way. you know, what we're doing. Like, how things Especially are looking about right Hitler now. And stuff, with yeah. the, yeah, with the. With politics. With politics yeah. and it's stuff. It's weird that it made it. Right, um, which is cool. Like honestly, yeah, great I'm so happy about it. Good for him, yeah. I almost, I almost kind of like don't believe it's, you know, 
I don't. I almost don't believe that the Hollywood culture is going to let that movie do what it should do, yeah. which is encourage people to make more, to make more jokes, and, yeah. and not be politically correct. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's so funny. Um, but but I, I I hope it I hope it does encourage people to just you know. So if you're listening and you want to make a politically incorrect film, make do it, it good. We'll endorse make it. Make it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do and then good. pitch it to us, and we will we do will it. love yeah. to read it because we mean, like that. If it's not if it's if it's not funny, I mean that's your yeah. own dang fault. Make it good. Make it good. Make it good. There's um, I think it's interesting how I'm not close enough to the mic. I think it's cl- interesting how we have this like thing of like I don't know. There's this like I think Hollywood. Maybe this might be a hot take just for me, but I think Hollywood is not as politically crazy as we think. I think it's just the most outspoken people. Yeah. Which is why, like, stuff like Ricky so, Gervais' okay. speech is so, like, it's shocked to the culture, but everyone there, with, and half of them seem shocked and half of them seem like, yep, like, I think yeah. I think a lot of it also, I think you're right on some aspects. Yeah. And I think a lot of it also comes down to producers. Yeah. You know, people don't want to, you know, throw a bunch of money into something that's going to, you know get canceled yeah you know because it makes an insensitive joke or something and that's you know that's a fair wise decision yeah um it's just you know i think it's i think it also goes to show um uh, yeah wow this is i think that it's super important and goes to show that like producers have to be you know, creatively minded and intertwined with, you know, the vision of the director, you know, Meanwhile, especially, right. It's like, especially yeah. when it comes to comedies that are going to, you know, to push the boundaries of, you know, oh, yeah. you know, offense and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that's why a lot of that stuff doesn't get made, made because, you know, producers are just there for the money. Yeah, you know, obviously they have the money but, ready and you tell them like exactly what you're going to do. And, you know, if you do something left field that they didn't agree to, you know, that money's gone and yeah. you're, it's not going to work out for you. And I think, you know, Taika Waititi is Taika Waititi and he worked so hard, you to know, get to there. get this movie made. Yeah. Um, and, you know, n- knowing full well how politically incorrect it was going to be and, you know, yeah. piss people off. Um, not, not to say it wasn't even that politically was, correct. I, but, yeah. you know, no, what I liked about this movie, I didn't again, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. But what I did love about it was it advertised itself as so politically incorrect and so like this awful film and everyone's like ready to kill it for existing and, it and you get to the film and it's not even even sort of close to how bad the trailer makes it no it reminded me of okay this is a throwback have you guys ever seen that old old TV show Hogan's Heroes I'm aware of it but I, I never like, really heard watched of it. much I think I watched maybe two episodes yeah, they, it, the whole thing is just making fun of World War 2 and Nazis it's great yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great it's great <laughs> but it's like from the 60s so it's a lot different now but it but like back then yeah. yeah yeah see I think I think stuff like that should exist. I think something that a lot of people don't realize about comedy specifically, and I'm no comedian, but comedy is there to make fun of our reality so we can have a new way to, like, cope with it. Yeah. And if you're not making fun of the actual problems in reality, you're not being very comedic. You're just saying words that are kind of give a little laugh every once in a while. Yeah, because I think the stuff that gets people the most, you know, that makes them belly laugh and, you know, what really makes them, is the stuff that... Is too real. It makes, yeah, it's too real. It makes them introspect before they realize it. Yeah. They're like, oh, shoot. Like, oh, Yeah, yeah. Like, it either gives you the whoa, like, real back reaction or gets a really good laugh. Yeah. 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 Like, I think that, I think that's so interesting how there's so many aspects of films that are just, like, like, we're just talking comedy, but what if we were just talking, like, the cinematography or right. just the lighting I mean, or just the way people's art. eyebrows look in a film? And we could make an entire thing out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even – I mean, most – like, all – I guess all you could say art is something that's supposed to be, you know, an introspective endeavor. Oh, yeah. That, that is part of the entertainment, you know. See, that's part of why I don't like a lot of films is, to me – the way I see film is I see film as art mm-hmm. and pretty much strictly art. Now I realize logically there's money in it and they've got to make what makes money. But to me, a good film is an artistic piece. And that's why I don't like a lot of movies like the Marvel movies. 
because none of those are artistic to me. They're just money makers. Mm-hmm. And I want art. So art. that's part of why I don't like a lot of films. It's because I think art is something for me that you need to hit home with. Mm-hmm. Something where like I kind of come out, quote, learning a lesson of some sort. No, where it's more I like think, introspection. I think you can make one Marvel film and it be something special. Oh, it yeah. be artistic. Because, you know, a lot of Marvel mil- Marvel films, they're just, you know, they are a hero's journey Yeah, story, and you could do it. But the fact that you keep, you know, taking the exact same plot points and beats and, yeah. and stuff and just doing them over and over again, you haven't learned anything. And if you're not learning no. anything, you're not experiencing anything new, there's no introspection going on, and you're just turning off your brain and letting your eyes tell you that, you know, yeah. you're entertained. It's That's just, something I... I think the best time that the I think the closest that Marvel has gotten, the two times I've gotten close to something like that, were something good that would give some sort of introspection. And one, one of them did for me <laughs> when I was when I first came out, and that was Captain America: First, first Captain Avengers. America. Yeah, the first Avenger, mm, Captain oh, America. Okay. Very like two thousand ten. Yeah, the movie Captain America: The First Avenger. Yes, two thousand ten. Agreed. Agreed. I watched it in the theaters with my best friend the first day. And he and I watched it, and I remember my favorite thing about that film was the entire film is literally like a good man who does not, who's never had strength will know those like the power of strength and how useful it is and why you need it and will respect the power. Mm-hmm. Where a guy who's known the strength all the time is a coward, like and is going to abuse it. And I thought it was such a good way of like. Doing it because they even have the villain contrast that as a guy mm-hmm. who got the same serum and was physically scarred and this awful human being mm-hmm. because he wanted the power too much. To me, yeah. I think that first Captain America movie was, uh, you know, you're more of a comic book nerd than I am. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the best comic book movies. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you. It's too. like, it's like. That's what comic books should be if they're yeah. a movie. I think that was they did a really good. I think it was definitely that, that. and yeah. I think what made it great was it was a combination of what I already said with the depth. Um, the portrayal of the character was very comic accurate, um, at least in that movie. They kind of start to lose it as they go on. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't like Chris Evans, I love him, but they kind of lose a lot. Well, they of the have key. to. They have to incorporate it to the whole. They slowly MCU, start. MCU. What makes Captain America so great to me is that he's a character who's out of time, and they normal like he holds those principles and he says stuff like language and they play it for jokes when that's actually like just on occasion where in the comic books that's literally part of his personality 24 yeah. 7 mm-hmm. and they don't play that very well which disappoints me but it's not bad and i think what made the first avenger so good was that there's like um there's all the whole depth and there's the portrayal and they make it realistic while still being comic booky mm-hmm. like it's a world war ii movie with a guy throwing a frisbee around, right, in a bright blue color, <laughs> like, but it it doesn't feel out of place when you watch it, though. right? Yeah, like yeah, they managed yeah. to mix the two very well. A lot of that I came down that. to production design as well. Oh yeah, yeah which was good. The production yeah. design was great. Wasn't it uh, Joe Johnston? Was the maybe Joe Johnston? I can look it up. Yeah, jeez, I know he was in. I respect you for even having that. Having an idea. He did. He did. Uh, <laughs> I had no clue. He was like he helped out on Star Wars. I think the director. Let me find out. He wasn't like a uh, big guy. Da, 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 da. Thanks for the actors. Yeah, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's, and I think what even made it better for me as a comic book fan because I'm like I think it was like ten or eleven when this movie came out. And yeah. I'm a huge comic book me fan. Too. I love Captain America. I was a bigger fan of Bucky, but I love Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I remember when they did the opening bit where. Not the opening bit, but like first act of the movie when he's doing the performance in the stupid costume. That is his exact original superhero costume. It was like good reference and way to use it without making it his actual costume. Yeah. And then the scene when like he keeps punching Hitler and like through the performances and they get to the one scene with the guys and they're like, what what are you going to do? Take on the army? He's like, I've punched Hitler 1200 times on the jaw or whatever (laughs) and walks away. It's a reference to the very first Captain America comic where on the original Ooh. cover, he punches Adolf Hitler on the jaw in the very first appearance. <laughs> like, nice. it's just it's nice. little things like that that they rewarded the, the comic book fans, which I always enjoy. Fan service. Without yeah. it being, like, over, like, overtly fan service. They just incorporated enough for me to be like, you reference this, I'm happy. Yeah. They didn't need to do something like the entire movie needs to build up to this one reference. You know, like, just hit at it. 
Yeah. And I like that. Like, that's... I just nerd about one of my favorite movies because I love that movie so much. Yeah. The other time they got close was Doctor Strange. I haven't seen that, so... It, Doctor Strange is in many ways Iron Man. It's just kind of the same movie, but it's got a little bit more depth to it than Iron Man did. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Also, the effects I don't are amazing. Remember, I remember the effects were amazing, but I don't remember much at all about... If you've watched Strange. Iron Man 1, you've watched Doctor Strange. <laughs> Honestly, it's the same story. I remember I remember a lot happening and it being like... I remember it being a pretty dense movie. Like, yeah, a lot happens. They incorporated, like, a good five years worth of comics into one movie. And I don't think they did a bad job. Jeez. And that was coming off the back of Civil War, too. Civil War came out right before that movie. So, okay. Here's a question. Regardless yeah, yeah. of... Uh, Marvel though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. What is y'all's favorite like superhero movie ever? In- Ooh. Ooh, actually, I kind of. That's a good. Hold question. on, hold on. I don't know. How do you not know this, Dylan Cork? I mean, there's Dylan Cork of all people. I kind of segment my movies <laughs> in different categories like, of my favorites. You know, like oh, my yeah. favorite Marvel one, my favorite. Right. But I don't go like. Favorite superhero so, movie. So know? I haven't yeah. seen as many superhero movies as Dylan, obviously. I and hope not. Nobody you has. would have wasted your entire right. life. Lord. <laughs> but um, I think I think uh, the first, maybe Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Those are classics, man. They're, they're yeah. for the time, they really worked. They still hold they up still pretty hold well up today. They still hold up pretty well, yeah. And, and I think for just movies in general... They were like a big deal. I had Spider-Man one and two, Finding Nemo and Monsters Inc. and Aragorn or Aragon yeah. on repeat, like as a kid. Those oh, yeah. were oh my, my god! So I, yeah. I, I do love this. The uh, same Raimi. There, the nostalgia aspect is there. Yeah. Did you guys ever have like a movie that like for some reason that was the only disc you own? Like you only owned one disc for some reason for a period of time. You could only find one. And you just kept watching that same thing yes. over and over yeah. and over yeah. and over yes. and over. Yes. That what was, was it? Um, DVD. I had like four DVDs that I would watch over and over. Shrek two, <laughs> of course. <laughs> over a, the hedge. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lion of the Wish in the Wardrobe, the Narnia. Yeah. The first one. And uh, what was it? The Star Wars bonus material. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Just, just the Not bonus. Even material. Just the bonus just material. The bonus. They, they had a DVD release. That was just full of Star Wars material. Like that's like, hilarious. They had like a four-hour-long documentary, <laughs> along with featurettes and all this crap. I love and that. I was I was a huge Star Wars nerd back in the day. Oh yeah, I am. We I am talked no about longer. it. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, those four movies I would watch a lot. Shrek, I watched a lot of Shrek too. I what you never seen Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Shrek too. I'd Gabe, say, out of all of them. Gabe, what was yours? For mine, it was the entire extended editions Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I just watched them all out of order. Like I'd pick like <laughs> part one of the second movie, and then like the last of the third, and then the first like fellowship. It was it was crazy, dude. I, I just picked up a, a disc. I I never put them back. I was too young to like really conceptualize the order of which they went in. Yeah. Into the uh, the thing, in so the I thing. just I just pick them out, and like they were all over the place. <laughs> Did you? I kind of wonder, as a guy who's never seen the full series. If it would be more fun for me to watch the entire series completely out of order and just keep skipping, like watch 10 minutes like one, you mean and then skip to another one. Yeah. And then skip to another one and watch 10 minutes randomly and until I've watched the entire thing, but random snippets. I think that might be more interesting to me than <laughs> honestly, watching the actual film. Honestly, it, it might be because something about Lord of the Rings, like it, it it's lost its epic charm i think yeah, a lot it, of people at this it's aged i think it's for me it was like a lot of people have the nostalgia for it and i like grew up never watching it yeah. and now i'm like 20 so, trying to watch this it's, movie that it's, was good back in the day that's the that's the movie that inspired me to like want to make movies and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. it inspired me to do a lot of things actually like you know i love medieval the, stuff I love yeah, yeah. stuff. yeah and yeah. you're very into that oh my gosh it inspired me so much as a kid and yet i i still find it hard to watch it you know like part one, movie one, all the way to, you know, part two, movie three. Like, I rather, like, it's it's more like, yeah, I always start out be like, oh, I love the Home to Deep battle. I go to that, and then I'm like, oh, but the bond of the character is so good. Let me go watch the second part of the first movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can see how that comes to fruition in the last part of the last movie. Yeah. Like, I just skip around because it's like, 
it's all about like the characters and the individual like stories that they're thrown into. Yeah, yeah. And man, I just I love those movies so much. But yeah, it's, it's funny that like I feel like a lot of people in the film program like were inspired by some movie to start yeah. writing. They're like, I'm gonna go into the film program because I love this movie and I want to make this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's me. Who went? Who was literally sitting? I remember when I decided to go into film school because I wanted to be a comic book writer and artist when I was growing up. And I went. I was sitting. I remember exactly where I was. I was at my grandma's house, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, and it was one of the nights they used to watch all the DC TV shows. I'm watching like The Flash or one of them. I'm sitting on the couch. It's like season one or two of The Flash. I'm sitting there, and even though I kept watching the series, it was on the basis of I'm a comic book fan. I hated every second of watching those. <laughs> like, but like, you know that thing where it's like, but this is the only superhero content. What am I supposed to do? Not watch it. Me and the Witcher games. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what am I supposed to do? Not enjoy this. So I'm watching it. And I finally just go, you know what? And I turn off. I'm like, this sucks. And then my brain went, so you make it. Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, challenge accepted. And I get up, I'm like, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a movie guy. I'm gonna make movies and shows. Hey, movie things. guy, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a movie I'm guy. I'm gonna be now. a movie guy, you know, like on, on Wall Street. Wait, no, that's not where movie guys go. <laughs> that's where my posters will go. <laughs> yeah, but like that's that was my origin story. But everyone else is like, I loved the the Lord of the Rings or right. or something along those yeah, lines. I, and then I, there's like, <laughs> nah, this sucks. Like hating. Yeah, it came out of pure hatred. Love. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's an admirable uh, yeah. reason, I'd say. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably, you know, probably a lot more uh, realistic and doesn't set yourself up for failure. Oh, no. <laughs> it sets yourself up for success when you want to make something better than a CW show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though. Like, no matter what your budget, it will be better. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Oh, game. Yes. Something we ask all the guests. Hmm. And we asked you about it last season. Relationship advice. No. Relationship advice is gone after Rebecca merged with Josh. Um, how much would you sell yourself for? Oh, uh, which part of me? My soul All or of or you my for body? 24 hours to whoever wants to buy you, which you don't know who, but you have to accept if they give the right price. Mm. 24 hours, anything they want, you don't get to know. Or get to know who's buying you. How much would I sell myself for? Yeah, what's your price? And your price it doesn't have doesn't, to be money. It doesn't have to be money. It could be jelly beans. Yeah. Um, Infinite be- jelly beans, maybe. I'd say. I would. <laughs> uh, <too. laughs> I would like to be um, intermittently induced with DMT over the time that they are have 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 like paid for me. Like the tranquilizer? No, not not the tranquilizer. <laughs> Jake's face. <laughs> not the tranquilizer. Jake looks mortified <laughs> over here. No. Do you know what DMT is, Jake? Enlighten me. Oh, buddy. You're in for a, enlighten you're in the audience. Ride. It's it's a um it's a chemical compound. It's a hallucinogenic. Um and it and so it like sends, the tranquilizer. And, and no. Sends, no, that's not what a no. It is very much not a tranquilizer. I mean, it's a tranquilizer of our present reality. I I, mean, I will yeah. say, yeah. But it takes I'll you. Just it takes it. you to it's somewhere less else. T- It would take less time to Google. So what you're telling me is you want to be on like an acid. You just want to be. On an I want to. I want to be. It's not even an, an acid trip. Is very different. From oh yeah, I'm sure. Trip. But like, um, but yeah, example, sure. I want to be like. Yeah, it's a a tranquilizer. I want to be so tripped out of my mind um, while they, you know, while they have paid for me. And then when it it is done, I want um, a nice life up in the mountains of Colorado on a ranch. That's what I want. That's two things. You have to pick one. No, no, it's it's part of the same deal. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Not DMT is not a tranquilizer. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't it's, make the rules. I want to be okay the while they. Buy I didn't make me, the rules, but I didn't make the rules. <laughs> while they buy me, yeah. they have to take me to a ranch that is filled with DMT. There you go. There, there you go. There you go. There you go. A Colorado ranch that's filled with DMT. Here's how it's gonna go. I'm gonna ask you a very important question, oh and you're Why gonna you go do with this it. To me? And then Gabe is gonna pitch us his pitch because Can I care Gabe very deeply about this pitch first. No, I hear it again because I like it a lot. Becca, which, which script? Are you whatever you want? Whatever you want to do, I don't I'm care. I'm sure it's great. Becca, actually, Becca says your feature is pretty good. I want to hear that. <gasps> you haven't heard his feature? Anyway, oh, I don't have that. I, I can go okay. ahead and do you, it. It's do more interesting. Do it, Becca. Oh my god! You're sitting in a canoe. Oh my god! <laughs> is this gonna be a 
canoe thing. Sitting going what? down a, a canoe. I, I'm sitting in the canoe. Is okay. this no, Becca is. You're not okay. here. Okay. Sadly, I'm sorry. This is all for me. So you're sitting in a canoe, going down a nice little river. Mm-hmm. It's all chill. It's all majestic. You're just vibing. Mm-hmm. And then out of the water stands. Dead Patel. Down top. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. That's oh. Amazing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing the visor from Back to the Future. <laughs> what? And the costume from Back to the Future. Just all the Back to the Future gear. Back, back to the Future 2 okay, to be specific. Is she in a DeLorean? The DeLorean's like uh like um Luke Skywalker's ship in um <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. None of this is appealing, by the way. <laughs> I'm not trying to make it appealing. Okay. So you see her and you realize. The, your boat is sinking. <laughs> and you come to the realization that the only way you can get your boat to stop sinking is to get a date with her. Okay, then I'll go on a date with Scarlett Johansson. You have to get the... She hasn't agreed to it. Okay. You have to get her to agree. What's your plan? Um, I go up to her and I say, hey. In the boat. Yeah. Okay. In the, in the canoe. It's, it's, it's starting to, like, sink. Yeah, as I go up to it's her. like Jack Sparrow at the I, beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, you know, just yeah, exactly. That's exactly. And you're what just I'm paddling through. Yeah, yeah, paddling. Yeah, and and I go, I'll either fall off this canoe or fall into your heart. <laughs> that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work with Scarlett Johansson. Um, I'll say I think you you've deserve been shot by a smooth <laughs> criminal. <laughs> I, I'll say I think you should have won best. Uh, supporting, supporting not supporting best um, lead? lead actress at the Oscars last year. Which will say, do you want to go on yeah. a date with me? Uh, um, I had it up Renee already. Zellweger. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think that's good enough. I think she'll want to go on a date with me. I mean, that's pretty. Smooth. But the, but that's pretty smooth. I mean, but I'm sure so many people have told, have told her that. Mm. Yeah, but but none have of they them are said Becca? it when they're about to die? That's her final Probably. words. Probably. These are my That's final <laughs> words. Will Just she pull her out out of the water? She will. Now, here's the thing. Here's the reason why you're going to drown and she's not, even though she's staring in the water. Mm-hmm. She's taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> this, what is she? I'm, 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 all right. I'd it's like enough. the uh, I'd like the listeners to know that I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. Gabe, okay, pitch me a pitch about it. Pitch uh, something. Okay. Um... So what Becca was talking about was mm-hmm. I had this idea of I want a cinematic universe yes. that kind of is in the vein of a comic book universe. Why I want is there this to be, Dylan? I want this to be heroes. But it is all based on Lovecraftian mythology. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is all based on Lovecraftian mythology. And basically the story starts with a guy. I have. I don't have my notes with me. I forget his name. Uh, but anyways, Chadwick. Chadwick, sure. For we'll the time Chadwick. Chadwick, Chadwick, Chadwick Rogers. Yes, little Chadwick Rogers. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyways, little Chadwick <laughs> Rogers. Um, he he's this guy who. Um, oh, by the way, the time period is in like New York City in the 1930s. Okay. He lost in his, New York City. In New York City, 1930s. Okay. Chadwick Rogers is living out on the streets. Okay. All right. Okay, so he's not on the streets though. Um, but he's like this old jaded dude. He's in like his late fifties. Yeah. Uh, he has nothing going for him. He's, he's a super intelligent guy. Um, he actually, uh, worked as part of like an engineer in uh, world war one, an engineer in world war one. Right. Wow. But he lost his son in the war. So he's kind of sad about that. Also his, his, like his, his wife just died recently. And you know, he, he gone, he went from like one of the top engineers in the U S military to the most sad boy engineer. Now, now he's teaching world literature at a community college. A community college? Community co- I don't even know if they had community colleges. They don't have then. communities anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have communities like they used to. Not, not anymore. Not like they used not to. Not since 1930s. Like Chadwick Rogers. So anyways. Yeah. On the weekends when he's not teaching community college, he is a curator of a museum. And yes. um, he has a specific connection to uh, uh, it's a it's a Babylonian exhibit where there's tablets and stuff, um, and there's things about it that he understands that from his studies it. that <laughs> you know, nobody else really understands, but he doesn't think much of it. Yeah. Um, but one night he is at the museum, and there is a, a heist 
Um, and he's just this old dude that can't really do anything. So, you yeah. know, they, he's like, shut at, up and take my money. Yeah, pretty much. He just gets on the floor and is like, do your thing. And, and, you know, <laughs> he, and like, he doesn't care if he dies. Cause like everyone he's ever loved is dead and he's got nothing going for him. But the, they steal one thing that was of the most archeological, uh, significance. significance and the most puzzling to him. Ooh. And it kind of leads him down this track of madness that, madness. that opens up, uh, you know, the, these new discoveries and these new paths of thought that he finds, you know, connections between cultures. And he kind of turns into, like, you know, the Batman investigator, but... Not the fighter. Not the fighter. So, old man Batman with a cane, basically. Basically, okay. yes. Okay, you know what? You know how I like to think? I never made this connection before. But basically, like, the father from Umbrella Academy. Did I never watched it. Sorry. I haven't watched I've it. I've read the comics. I'm sorry. Oh, the, what, what the, yeah, the father's doing. About, I just never watched it. I don't know yeah. how much the series is different. Um, the father is kind of portrayed as a dick, but he's this old dude who's like, you know, kind of awesome. And so can, he's more of a super because he's old. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go on. Sure, buddy. Yeah. So anyways, that was the premise. Um, that's, that's really all I got for it. But I, it but I would, how, how does it end? How does it end in your mind right now? Cause I'm sure it's subject to change. The movie or the universe? Ooh. Movie and then universe. The first movie. Uh, the, the way I see the first one ending is, um, with the bad guys getting away and him coming to terms with his mortality and being big sad, being big sad. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he has this one, he has this one student who's like the only one who actually gives a shit in his classes. Um, who is basically like the Robin approaching and kind of hands him down the puzzle piece. You know, the one thing he's missing where he's like, I actually Sorry. know what this means and I know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, but I want a lot of it to like, uh, the whole series, I want to tell from the story of this one guy, um, Chadwick Rogers, mm-hmm. and you know, from Chadwick Rogers' time in the war, yeah. um, to his experiences with his son, um, his wife, and I kind of want it to be, you know, a very personal story that's wrapped up in this really um, nihilistic, depressing, empty, hollow husk of a world. Yeah. Um, but he still has to hold on to like his memories and you know. Mm-hmm trusting that there's something, you know, while he knows there's really nothing important about humanity, he thinks there's something good and worth fighting for and worth, you know, uh, he, he sees, you know, everything that he does as curiosity, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, knowledge. knowledge. Um, but when it really comes down to it, it's about him trying to, you know, reconnect and justify humanity. Mm -hmm. This is really why he does something. And I, and I, why he does anything, why he, you know, uh, solves mysteries and you know you know prevents mm-hmm. crimes and, and stuff you know and I and I want most of the crimes and the the ongoings to be secular or not secular but worldly you know not stuff that, something wild yeah no, nothing wild you grounded. know not supernatural yeah very yeah, grounded yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know there's there's this supernatural undertone that mm-hmm. you can't get away from because he can't get away from because yeah. he's the only one who gets it Ooh. and so, he's the one that's trying to you know bridge the gap between his knowledge of just how vast and open and scary the universe is to, you know, the dumb animal brains of humanity that he still feels the need to protect. So hypothetically, hypothetically, yes. let's say you continue this series, you come back and pitch us more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alerts for more stuff. Where do you see Chadwick's arc going by the end? Where is he? I see him dying at some point, which is kind of his final, like, I want him to realize he, he at some point, maybe maybe a little ways down the road, um, he I want him to realize that, you know, it is still humanity that he's fighting for. It's not just, you know, him trying to hold on to his sanity, him trying mm. to make something useful out of himself. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, he kind of, he starts out doing nothing and feeling like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the first glimmer of, you know, something that he gets, um, I, I want it to, you know, kind of be this eye-opening thing, like, yeah, this was for you, and the you be you know the person that he hands down the mantle to. You know, mm-hmm. maybe one mm-hmm. of his students who, one of the, one of his only students who gave a crap, and you know, yeah. then at that point I see the world taking you know more of a wild turn, yeah. um, because you know then, you know the personal aspect of it has left, and the world is you know now free to do whatever, and we have new characters and yeah. stuff. I, I see. I kind of he's I like, like the Iron Man, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Though I don't want to make. I mean, that it's not the same comparison yeah, the same at, same all, but, it's at all. The but it's the fact that yeah, he. Actually. I mean, his role in the universe is he is the linchpin key character that we all are supposed to attach to. Yeah, because I think something. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, listeners. Um, something that really inspires me about this kind of universe is because I feel like it's a. I want. I want this world to feel like the inner workings of the character just dead and gone and useless and, and meaningless. Um, but there's always that, that, that haunt of just like, there could be more to this life. And I want, I want the universe to be the fulfillment of, you know, him coming to terms with like, yeah, everything is all right. Yeah. So, seeing as you're very, like, early on in this, very. obviously. So, for Chadwick and perhaps the student he passed it down for, do you have an idea for casting? Ooh. Uh, I'm sure you haven't thought that far ahead, but now you have to. Chadwick Rogers uh, is played by Jeff Bridges. Okay. Ooh, yeah. T. Nice. Yeah. I 21 love Jeff Bridges. That's a T. 21 <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> 21 Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> it's like being John Malkovich. Um, and what about the student? The student? Hmm. Because this guy's apparently... Ryan like, Gosling. Ooh, that's... Well, that's a show, man. I, I, I know. Ryan Gosling. There we go. Right, and I, I didn't even say that for, for any of you. Like, that's just... That's I, I would love Guy that. and Rosling. Love him. <laughs> that's Ryan it, love Gosling him. would... If he agreed to anything like this... It would only be this. Yeah. And, okay. Oh, and here's a good... Uh, something that amazed me so much about the Green Green Knight trailer was... It was... The way the Green Knight trailer was structured was exactly how my original, like, teaser trailer pitch was, was structured. structured. Yeah. Where it was, like, there was all these things that was happening at once, but they were all connected, yeah. you know, a little bit. And you were just like, what is going on? And you feel like you have enough piece puzzle pieces of the story to, like... Put something together. Put something together, but you have no idea... What it is. What it is, yeah. Yeah. I did my teaser trailer... Sorry. I did my teaser trailer like that, and uh, Dr. Wales is like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm like, that's the point. Dr. Wales gave me a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I still got like a 90, but still. Oh, man, she loved my pitch. I got a 200. I mean, she loved the trailer. Like, the whole time... Nice. Like, every every line, she was like, this is beautifully visual. Like, this is great. I'm not, like, tooting my own horn here, but, like... (laughs) Like, well, that's, that's how I feel about my own that's writing amazing. some days. Yeah. And, like, no one ever gets to tell me that. And she... Yeah. Oh, it was, you need that validation. That was how I felt when you gave me back my uh, thesis and you were like, I love these descriptions. And I was like, ah, yeah. no one else loves them. <laughs> because Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cork over here just wants... He walks. He opens door. Line. Because it's a script, <laughs> not a novel. I'm yeah, sorry. but I Ooh. like novels. Close the show. Close we're the show. done. Um, This is Pitch About It. That's not how we supposed to show. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts... <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. If you have any thoughts, prayers, concerns, you know, criticisms, please add us and uh, message us on our Pitch About It Instagram page, at Pitch About It. Uh, Or you can email us at pitchaboutitpodcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Jake Audio Jake. All of our themes. Yes, we love to see it. Yes, And thanks for our guests showing up. Thank you have anything you. you want to plug before we head out? Um, yeah, actually, I'd love to hear what y'all thought of that idea and like what kind it. of stories you imagine. Um, so like you could follow my Instagram. It's Eddie underscore Gables. It's E-D-D-I. Um, but yeah, just follow me. And if you have any questions or concerns about the uh, that cinematic universe idea I had, I would love to hear the feedback. Or maybe contributions. Or maybe, maybe Who contributions. Who knows? Contributions. Who knows? Very. I hope now to be, we know. I hope to Thanks be Thanks for listening and subscribing. And please give us a nice review because Becca's very... Very sad. Very sad inside. Very, like, no self-confidence at all. All Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so yeah. Gabe, tell us about Valentine's Day. How did your Valentine's Day My go? My Valentine's it was... Day went pretty okay. Okay. Actually, you know, I, I don't have a lady. Yeah, no, I just, I hung out with friends. We played Cards Against Humanity. Um, that was fun. And then I went and spent time with my friends from last year who I hadn't seen in forever. It was very wholesome. Um, yeah, and they also convinced me to get a Bumble account. Cause, Bumble? Because I, I, made a, I made a joke how, how lonely I was. 
And then that they didn't let go of the joke because they didn't take it as one. So to all our listeners out there, if you want to check out uh, oh, wait, Gabe no, on no, Bumble, <laughs> you can uh, look up his profile at... I just downloaded the app. I haven't made an account oh, yet. Oh, okay, okay. that was a close one. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. How was your Valentine's Day, Jake? You know, it was and pretty good. Any lady in the world for um, you? Well, there was a guitar. Oh, yeah. what's her name? Uh, it's a, it's a he. Oh, yeah. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Sorry, no no judgment here. Well, see, the only reason it's a he is because um, it's an Ibanez guitar. Uh huh. What is an Ibanez guitar? It's just the brand name Ibanez. If you're from the southern part of the United States. Um, not the southeast, like southwest part of the United States. But um, anyway, so the guitar's name is Ivan S. Ivan S. Because the brand is Ivan S. Uh-huh. So yes, uh, we went on a lovely dinner date. Uh, you can check out the picture picture on my Instagram. Uh, shameless plug, Jacob Lewis Ream with a W, not an <laughs> U. This is the English spelling, not the French spelling of my middle name. Oh, French people. Uh, yeah, I know. You can cut that. But anyway, so <laughs> if you're French, don't worry. We love the French around here. Uh, you guys just surrender too much. But other than that, we love you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I took my uh, guitar out oh, and then I went him. and saw Jojo Rabbit. He's last beautiful. Night, or Valentine's Day. Ivan S is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. We've wow. done a lot of stuff together. I'm jealous, Jake. Yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty great. But yeah, and then uh, I went and saw Jojo Rabbit. And that was pretty cool because I had not seen it. Yeah, what do you, like, you think? Okay, I've had I, I kept my mouth shut on the last episode because Dylan and Becca were kind of like it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I really liked it. I thought I thought uh, the parody aspect. I think they see that's kind of my thing. I can see why they might not like it, mm-hmm. but I'm a fan of those movies that are just so stupid and over the top for like no reason. Yeah. But it still had, like, an actual storyline to it, you know? And it talked about, like, deep subjects from the kid's point of view. So it made sense to have all of that, you know? Yeah, I think think that was, like, one of my favorite things about it. Because, like, it made me feel... Something that, that is central to that movie is, obviously, it's children in a very, very screwed up situation. Right. You know? And I think it it kind of captured that sense of what it's like to be a child in, yeah. you know, these, a lot of situations where really the only things that do that matter to you still are, you know, your mother and, family, you know, yeah. the, the girl that you have a little crush on and yeah. like wanting to be a hero and like yeah. your dad and, and all this stuff. And, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Oh. Um, and yeah, I thought, I thought it just did a beautiful job of yeah. capturing that. And it, it like reminded me of when I was a kid and I was, you know, thinking about all these same things. You were thinking about Adolf I'm still Hitler. Thinking about and, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Hitler was talking in my ear. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 